You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to the Wars Report on Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your co-host, Ben Welnack, and with me, as usual, for the Wars Report is our Wars reporter, Todd Nutter. Todd, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. So it's the end of the season. Yeah, the season's done. It's a little sad, you know. (laughs) Every year, every year it has to go away at some point, so... Uh, But everybody's excited getting ready for next year, I guess. Yeah, and uh, we're going to... We'll have you do a little season wrap-up, but we have a guest, or we're going to have a guest, and he's actually on on hold right now, so you want to get him on? Yeah, so let me uh, introduce, hopefully this is... uh, this is Joe Maloney. So uh, I wanted Joe on the show tonight because he, you know, he had a really good season, but uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he really impressed a lot of people. So that's why I asked him to be on tonight. So right. go ahead and uh, bring him on if he's not All right. Joe, is that you? <laughs> no, it's Lisa on. Oh, it's Lisa. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we have Joe on too here. Hey, Lisa, can I uh, can I just put you on hold for a little bit yeah, here? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, now we have Joe. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe Maloney. So, if everybody, uh, <laughs> anybody, I'm good. If anybody's not familiar with Joe Maloney, he's one of our, he's one of our young pups in the uh, pro elite uh, field. So, uh, but Joe, I wanted you on because you know you had a really awesome season. You finished fourth overall, and uh, you kind of impressed. I mean, a lot of people were just kind of like, who's this guy coming out and just attacking in the field? And, and you did that a lot throughout the season. You ended up with a, a few really good finishes. Um, so, hey, I, I meant to ask you this, too. What did you finish last year for your overall? Do you remember? Oh, I don't you, even – I don't think I did, did enough races to, uh, to have an overall finish. Um, okay. I think I was sitting like 15th or 20th or something like that. Um, but I think had, I like, missed. Injury, right? Yeah, I had. Um, yeah, last year was a very tough year for me. I had a broken collarbone um, early in the season, and then finished up the season with mono. So uh, <laughs> it was it was a it was a tough season for me. All right, you there? Sorry. Hello, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> Todd, you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. I'm trying to get sorry for listeners, I'm trying to get uh Lisa's on hold and I was just trying to talk to her offline and uh I'm not sure w- what happened there. But sorry. Go ahead. So uh so yeah, last year you said you had mono and you and you had uh a broken collarbone. Yeah. So it was uh, uh it, it was a tough year. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I know we we talked about that a little bit throughout the season. You had um you know, you, you said that last year wasn't wasn't so good. So, you know, this year you ended up uh, with a few, like, you had, what, two third-place finishes? Is that, yep, two am I right, right with it? So, yep. um, so what did you do differently, though, like, through the, the off-season? I mean, did you, did you, like, come out, like, wanting to, wanting to be in the top five or top four? Um, yeah, I think it was, um, as far as training is concerned, uh, last year I had the same coach. Um, so I, th- I don't think my training 
really changed a whole lot. Um, but what definitely changed a huge amount was just like the fire inside. Um, I was uh, the first few races last year. I had um, some okay finishes. I think I was um, I want to say seventh at a seventh or ninth one of those one of those um, at the second race of the series last year. Um, and so I knew it was there. And then at the third race, that's where I broke my collarbone. So, um, and then I, from there, I pretty much missed the whole rest of the season or was still coming back from injury. And so I just really was really, really hungry, um, to, to do well. So I think that was the big difference. Um, just that mental fire, um, you know, sometimes wanting it more than the guy, than the guys around you is, uh, is enough. (laughs) Right. And, and I mean, that's, that's why, you know, that's why a lot of people are seeing that, uh, you know, you're kind of uh, you're you're kind of one of those people that that people that, like the younger kids and stuff. They're they're kind of striving for that because it seems like some of these um, some of these guys that have been in the top for the longest time, it feels like that's almost an unreachable goal. And then and then you see you know a young guy going out there and just attacking the field and and you know like you told me at uh, I think it was Sheboygan where you said that, you know, you're kind of riding on Brian Motter's wheel and it felt like it was just like you, you felt good there. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's kind of one of those things where, you know, I was even talking to uh, Ben Senkrick at the, uh, at the uh, awards yeah. banquet. And uh, yeah. he, you know, he said, he said that, that you were one of those people that he, he kind of likes to emulate. So, um, but awesome season. I wanted to, uh, you know, to make mention of that. What was your highlight though for the year? Uh uh, that, that's that's a it's a tough battle between um, Subaru Cup was was incredible. I had a very good finish. I was 13th there uh, in the pro field. Um, got some UCI points, which was a big goal for the season. Um, and and more than anything else, it was I felt good on that day. The whole Wars family was there. My immediate family was there. Um, just to perform like that in front of the people you love is uh, is really really special. That so that personally felt. Uh, amazing. Um, I guess the other one would be um, when I went to China. That was I didn't I didn't have the greatest race, but I raced well enough. But just the experience of it. Um, I mean, that's my dream is to race around the world. So um, that was a dream come true. <laughs> so um, if anybody out there, you know, doesn't doesn't really or know Joe or isn't familiar with that, so correct me if I'm wrong on this. But you went uh, to China to race uh, with a group of of individuals uh, selected from America. And I, were you in the group with uh, Brian Motter and with, uh, uh, was that, yeah, that was the same group? No, that was a slightly different. Um, so there was a, a cycle cross race that they did over there in uh, Beijing. Um, and then we were in Gaiyang, which is um, a city more to the west um, for a mountain bike race. And um, it's, they were very similar as far as setup. So it's, you know, everyone applies, and they take the top-ranked riders that applied from um, from that nation, and they're just trying to get as many nations as possible. And um, so it was actually sort of almost like a little mini mini Olympic uh, type. Ser- they even had a flag ceremony and everything like that. Um, it was pretty incredible, um, but it was a different race. So I didn't get to race against Brian. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you did race against him once you guys got home, and both of you looked like you had some serious yeah. jet lag. So yeah. that would have been uh, at Cascade, uh, which is the mm-hmm. new the, the new race of the worst season this year, and mm-hmm. both of you can kind of came out. Brian, I think he knew he was he just knew, yeah <laughs> he, he was wearing baggy shorts. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the typical Brian moderate who was like, yeah, I'm just riding. But okay, uh, yeah, he was 
I think he was there to have a little more fun. I think he knew. I was hopeful, and that was a hard course to be jet-lagged for because it was right. very pedal-intensive, a lot of climbing, and um, I suffered like a dog. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't look great out there, <laughs> but you had, a good, <laughs> you had a good excuse not to. You know, you you uh, you, you came back from uh, halfway around the world. to. Um, I, I did want to mention, you were talking about uh, Subaru Cup a minute ago and uh, yeah. how good – how good that uh, race was for you. And uh, I did want to mention that you know, prior to that, I had read your blog and you had said something about how you're going to all these uh, pro XCT races and mm-hmm. driving, driving all over the country. And, you know, but you, you have this race series right at home. That's, you know, in your opinion, the best, one of the best series out there. Um, oh. Tell me about, you know, the, the comparison between the pro XCT races that you're doing and, and wars Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, the, you know, going to um, Missoula, I went to Alabama, then Missoula, um, uh, Wyndham, uh, then the uh, Subaru Cup. And to be honest, the um, the organization at some of the Pro XTCs was exactly the same, um, and, and in some cases not even as good as Wars Race. I mean, I think that uh, it's really easy to take for granted this the Wars series that we have in our backyard because it, we're so used to how good of a job that uh, Don and the whole Wars crew does putting on just this amazing show every, every few weeks. Um, and, and, uh, we don't realize that, um, it's the, it's one of the best series in the world. Um, certainly in the United States, but in the world, I think as well. Um, I think that the, the level of competition at some of those pro XTCs was a little bit higher for sure. Um, having the, um, the pros from around the nation, uh, racing at those races, but then at the Subaru Cup, you've got the same guys there. And I think the, the field at Subaru Cup was, I think, one of the toughest uh, pro XTC fields this year, um, at least certainly the ones that I did. Um, but I think it's really easy to take that. That's uh, the series that we have in our backyard for granted. So um, it's, a, it's a great series. Yeah, and even even though those um, pro XTT, uh, you know, the competition is really tough, I heard really, really good things about, uh, you know, how fast you were and how, how well you were riding. Um one of my teammates, a uh, friend of mine who who's from Wisconsin too, but he's living out in in Fort Collins. Uh, he was at Missoula, and, and uh, he was saying how yeah. how fast you looked and uh, you know how how good you were riding. So, you know, you're you're starting to get to that level where you're um, where you're making a name for yourself. You know, you're uh, mm-hmm. you're you're being seen by uh, Brian and Tristan and and Cole as being you know this guy might 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 win you know it's you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna get one of these one of these days so um yeah. so yeah I, I definitely uh was impressed with your season so um can't wait to see what you do next year really yeah yeah um i was incredibly happy with my season as well um i think uh, and my coach as well was really happy i think we um we had we found out a good season and uh i think it went better than expected um i think a lot of that was just the experience from those big pro xcc races my sponsors you know, the KS Energy team sending me to those big races, there's, there's the best way to learn is to just get demolished at some of these races. And, um, oh, yeah. and I, I certainly did that at a few of them. So, so I missed you last, uh, last weekend at the, at the awards banquet. Why, why weren't you there? Uh, I, like, um, prize, get prizes and everything. I yeah, think. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I felt really bad. Don called me up uh, that Monday and said, I have a bunch of prizes for you. And I, you know, that's, that's kind of a funny call to get. Um, but, uh, like Brian Motter, like Tristan, like those guys, um, cyclocross season is starting up and, 
I was Tristan was across. Tristan was there. <laughs> I know. Tristan, he wasn't at the Tristan cross race, so <laughs> <laughs> he skipped the cross race. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was. It was it was more of an organizational thing. I uh, just didn't uh, didn't do a good enough job organizing myself and to get a ride up to there, uh, up to the up to Stevens Point for the banquet. So, um, but I saw some of the nice. interviews and it looked like a good party. So, I'll be there You're, next yeah. year for sure. <laughs> You're forgiven. Uh, for everybody listening, though, um, you know I want you to uh, follow Joe Maloney as far as his riding capabilities, but. Go to the awards banquet because, I mean, for everybody that's a a wars racer, uh, if you've done the number of races, which I think is like six or seven races, if if you've done six or seven races, you you would qualify for the overall raffles, and it is so worth going. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that said, oh, I'm not going to go because I finished, you know, sixth overall, and I'm not going to win a – I'm not going to win a plaque, or I'm not going to win this or that. But you go there, and there's raffles. There's, like, all these cool prizes. And I saw people walking away with really cool stuff. Uh, uh, Didn't the guy win, like, a full suspension trek or something? Yeah, they always give away a bike, um, at least one one bike. I know, um, you know, uh, Lynn, and I, I'm going to name drop here my uh, good friend of mine, Lynn, Lynn Senkrick, uh, Ben Senkrick's mom. Uh, she won a, uh, a Thelma rack, and then she won a bike right after that. And then on top of that, she she got first in her age too. So I mean, she walked away with like her hands full. And I saw some other people with just piles of prizes. So anybody listening that's never been to a wars banquet, if you're a wars rider, next year you have to go. You have to buy your tickets. It's totally mm-hmm. worth the money, and the dinner's good too. So. Yeah, I, did, I went a few years ago when I was still under the radar. And- I was really impressed that it was really good. It's a little weird seeing everyone in um, dressed up, though. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it's a little weird, especially you know when you're used to somebody wearing a helmet, and then you see them, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, that's you, that's you. That's what you look like." Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get it. So, um, so yeah, what uh, what else did you have to say? I know you got a lot of fans listening, Joe. <laughs> um, I guess uh, yeah. I mean, just I thanking people. It's been a, a really amazing season, and. Uh, uh, after you invited me uh, to come on to the show, I, you know, it makes you think a little bit about it. And I was just thinking about um, just everyone who's gotten me to this point. You know, my my immediate family, mom and dad, um, the sponsors, uh, Dave Eckel um, from KS, um, the uh, the team director there, and Dennis, the the main sponsor, and um, bringing me to these these amazing races and, and uh, helping me accomplish my goals. Um, and then and then just you know all my friends, uh, people that I know. Keeping me well grounded, you know. It's uh, all my friends. They they treat me just like they, not that no, not that it's a huge step forward, but um, the you know they you know just because I, just because I you know get third at a wars race, they still call me slow, and uh, that's a good way to kind of keep you grounded um, when you know you're always not fast enough for your friends. So, <laughs> right, um, yeah, it's, it's just huge thank yous to everyone around. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but you know it takes it takes a, a lot of people to. Uh, there's a lot of people behind me. Uh, there's a lot of people that I uh, that I ride for, and there's a lot of people that um, got me to this point. So, and I hope to keep going. So, and I will keep going. Well, you know, I can I can speak on behalf of uh, being a spectator that you got a pretty good fan base in the Wars family. You know, uh, all of our all of our riders are are all family, but uh, you're you're definitely uh, you're definitely you know one of those underdog stories of the of the year. And now next year. You get to have a single-digit plate on your bike, so that's going to be... Uh, pretty pumped about that. I've been it's going to be pretty rocking. I was 12. <laughs> so. 
Um, yeah, actually, I think I remember at um, Cardfest, uh, just speaking to the, the fans, I, I remember riding by a big group of people and everyone's screaming out, Brian, hey, go Brian, and go Tristan, and go Tristan, and one kid yelled my name, and I just thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> in the world. Are you, so. are you sure that wasn't me? <laughs> that might have been you. Yeah, you were, you were pretty vocal in the rock garden. I remember that. But uh. <laughs> Could have been me. But, uh, yeah, you know, Ben, uh, Ben, did you have questions for uh, for Joe? I know you've been kind of quiet here. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i curious, and I'm assuming your main focus, you know, going into the next year is all wars. And I'm curious if you thought about doing any of the, you know, the events outside of the state. So, for example, Brian... You know, he kind of stepped out this year and did Transylvania Epic, did a couple of the Epic Rides races, you know, the Whiskey 50 and the uh, Grand Junction off-road. Um, are you looking to do, you know, at any of those events, or are you strictly going to be gunning for the win, you know, the Wars win next year? I think um, for sure Wars being such a great series in the state, um, it's always on my radar. It's always, you know, I'd like to really do well this year, um, this year at Wars, but... Um, I think um, this year I focused, um, you know, I definitely, I made sure that I was in good shape for all the Wars races, but I specifically peaked for um, a couple pro XTC races and nationals. And I think um, I'll continue that type of, um, that type of strategy, that type of, uh, you know, season plan next year. Um, But I think it'll definitely switch, you know, the the pro XTCs are, are cool races and they're definitely, the uh, the cross country Olympic style I really like that style um, but I definitely want to get out um, I looked I looked into Whiskey Fifty I looked into Sea Otter um, the Dakota Five O um, a few of these races that uh, some of my friends went and did and uh, um, I'm definitely looking to branch out a little bit and uh, and just try some of the longer distances I think it's it's a little bit easier I think for for Brian and Tristan they've got some years on me um, yeah. for them to jump in you know Nate to, for them to jump into a long race um, I still don't quite have uh, I think that's kind of you know, I need a couple more years where I can just jump into a 50 mile race and uh, and, and and it's you know not a big deal. So yeah, um, but I definitely that extra that extra hour that extra hour hour and a half of pinning it is just a little too much. Yeah, well, I think I mean you see you know Brian, Tristan, Nate, some of these older guys um, at the end of wars races and they look tired, but um, you know they're not they're not ready to die. And um, I get done and I'm just yeah. absolutely blown. So. Um, so that extra hour definitely definitely makes a difference, and um, but I look forward. It's a challenge, and I look forward to doing it. And um, the, the the festivals, the, um, the the atmosphere around those races seems really really cool, and uh, I want to explore that as well. So, and the payouts not bad. The payouts are, are pretty good. I think the payouts are um, a, a little bit better than some of the pro XTCs, and it's a little bit easier to get into the payouts as well because um, right. they because yeah. they go deeper. So. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely helps. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on. I appreciate taking the time and, mm-hmm. and doing that. Yep. Me yeah, too. So much for inviting <laughs> me on. It was, yeah, <laughs> I was, uh, it was fun to, fun to talk to you guys and, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a good, good chance to, yeah. to show some love to the people that helped me. So. Yep. Thanks. And you're definitely welcome on anytime. So it doesn't have to be that necessarily the wars. We can get you on, you know, whenever you want to chat. So you're welcome back. Alrighty, thank you so much. I'll uh, keep that in mind. All right, cool. Thanks, Joe. Good Thanks. season. We'll yep. see you next year. Yeah, we will definitely see you next year. Thanks again, guys. Right. Yep. See ya. Bye.
All right, should we get Lisa on? She's on hold here, so let's... Uh... Eh, keep her on hold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to... I'll get her on, and then you can do a quick intro? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, listeners, we're going to get uh, Lisa Crayer on here in a second. Lisa, you there? I'm here. All right, thank you for holding. I appreciate it. Sorry, sorry to keep you on hold that whole time, Lisa. No, that was very interesting. He was, he has been, he, before we got on the air, he was like, let's keep Lisa on as long as we can. <laughs> no, it's always yeah. great to hear other people's stories. Um, you know, just racing with people, you don't know where they came from and what their story is. So it's nice to hear other people's points of view and goals. So Yeah, you know, um, that's, that's one of those things that, uh, I love being able to do as as the uh, the interviewer and and just kind of hearing hearing what's going on in the uh, in the race from your point of view from from the racer's perspective. Um, right. So you know, I I always liked uh, interviewing with with Joe because he's young and excited. I mean, he's really still excited about about doing this more so than some of the other people. Uh, Lisa, I always like interviewing because you know, hey. You're a really good racer, Lisa, <laughs> and you're always you're always you're always chasing down uh, you know you're always chasing down Abby and and I I I like I like watching both of you go at it and some of the other girls Andrea, Lori, uh, you know Cooper. So, um, but I wanted you on because you had uh, you had done what a lot of people want to do, and uh, and by, by no means am I am I bashing Abby because I'm a huge fan of Abby, but you beat Abby. Uh, this year, and uh, yeah, and I and I don't know if if people are aware of this, but she had a 17 race uh, as far as wars goes, a 17 uh, race win uh, streak, and you broke that. So tell tell me about I, I take it that was one of your highlights of the season. Oh, definitely, that was just <laughs> crazy. And yeah, you know, if Abby shows up, it's like all right, she's gonna win, but who's next? And Cooper's kind of defined herself as the next one in line, so um, I never expected that, but yeah, to be in a wars race and and to pass Abby, and I love her to death, I mean, she's such a, she's a wonderful rider and, you know, amazing technical skills, and she's so humble, and as much as I, you know, don't want to take that winning streak away from her, it was it was just pretty cool to have that opportunity, and that was the second wars race that I've ever won, so that's always cool to be able to say that that you've done that. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I was um, very excited for oh a good week or two, <laughs> so just on cloud nine, giddy, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And and, and you know you you bring up a really good point on that because um, you know I I mentioned it like you, you beat Abby, but. Um, you know, Cooper is very fierce uh, competitor in, in the women's field, and you know, next to Abby, I think that Cooper has the, the most similar riding style at, uh-huh. to, to Abby. She's got the the most similar. You know, she's she's into the same kind of uh, terrain, you know, technical stuff. Right. She, she's she's not afraid of anything. She just goes out there and attacks everything. So I mean, she's if anybody, you would expect her to be the one that's going to, you know break Abby's winning streak and yeah, sure. both of and and both of them showed up that day at, in Swamico and uh both of them you know and, and and I remember it was a hot day 
and both of them had their camelbacks on, and both of them threw their camelbacks off. You know, really? they were both o- o- they were both overheating. Yeah. So what what was different on your perspective? Well, it's interesting because I hate the heat. I like typically don't race well. I just get a big headache, and that's my limiting factor. Um, but my legs felt really good, and I just felt like I could push them to the limit, and I knew they recover. As soon as I got up the hill, I knew I could push again. Um, so Abby and Cooper took the lead, and um, I kept seeing Abby on the open sections, and I just figured, you know, once I get out of the single track, one of these times I'm just not going to see her anymore because that's just how it is. But I kept seeing her, I kept seeing her, and I thought, oh, this, I don't know, maybe I can stick with her a little longer than usual. And uh, when I passed her on one of the open sections, I was like, well, she's obviously not having a good day because, I mean, I know that it would take Abby to have a really bad day and me to have a really good day for me to um, pass her. Uh, so I thought, well, this is cool. I'll, I'll take second, you know, figuring Cooper would win. And then I caught her in the single track before um, the first lap. And actually, I think we came through together on the first lap. And then I was able to get a gap. And I remember on the second lap giving uh, Chris Perso because he didn't race, I gave him a high five because I just figured, hey, if I'm in the lead, I, they're having a bad day. You know, this race is mine. Well, <laughs> shortly after that, I guess Abby came around and Chris was laughing to himself because he was thinking, oh, she's, you know, pretty confident. And little does she know, Abby's like right on her tail. So when Abby caught me in the first section of the single track after the lap through, I was like, oh, no way, I'm not going to think I'm winning this race for, you know, that whole, whatever, five, ten minutes. I'm like, this one's mine. So I just (laughs) tried to drill it and kill myself, and eventually I was able to stay ahead of her, which I didn't expect, but I think I just had it in my mind if I could actually pass her in a race that maybe I can hold on to the win. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, I mean, that was, like you said, it was it was kind of the, the stars aligned on that because Abby was feeling the heat. You know, the, the camelback seemed like it was a bad idea, so she had to ditch that. And not to mention that you have big wheels. Abby, uh, at the time, at least, was still on her uh, top fuel, so she had 26-inch wheels. And that okay. that course has a lot of that that open, you know, double-track stuff where you, where you right. can get going and keep your speed up. That's why... You know, up in uh, up at that course, a lot of times we see a lot more of the cyclocross racers and road racers coming out to do that race because of the the distance. And it seems like right. there's a lot more uh, distance. Because do you, do you know what the mileage is on that? I think it's a little bit longer than a normal race, right? Normal horse. Yeah, I think ooh, probably close to thirty. Yeah. So uh, that I mean, right? it, that sounds about right to me. So every everything. Uh, Everything seemed to align your way, and it was a really awesome race. I mean, for uh, for the, the spectators that go to uh, every Wars race, like myself or, or whoever else is out there, it was it was something different. I think that's what got everybody excited. For right. uh, for the young girls out there that, that look at all of the uh, pro women out there, I mean, it was it was kind of finally that that level of competition where we don't know who's going to win. You know, during the race, we see you ahead of, of Abby, we see you uh, ahead of Cooper, and we're, we're expecting a certain outcome, right. and, but, but then you're coming through, and we're going, well, wait a minute, what's going to happen? I mean, I, I was, 
Yeah, I mean, I was waiting at the finish line just to see who would uh, who would come in first because I was so excited by it. So, uh, awesome yeah, and race. I was nervous. Like even just coming into the final stretch, I kept looking over my shoulder because I thought there is a group of guys who would love to pull Abby to this win. <laughs> I'm like, that is not going to happen. Like you're so, riding you know, like I, you stole. You're riding like you stole somebody's bike, well, exactly. like looking over your shoulder. Exactly. And I got too excited and attacked way too soon on the last lap because I thought I attacked with a couple miles to go because I just, I wanted it so bad. I was just getting, you know, way too excited too early. And I turned a corner and one of the guys is like, you have six miles left. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, six miles left. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's like half a lap. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was a little nervous there, but... um my husband says I'm getting that old woman power, so I think I can set a pretty good pace and hold it for a while. Um, the, the top end might not be there as much as it was <laughs> back in the day, but, yeah, you know, it happens. Well, that was the perfect race to uh, to have that kind of stamina. Ben, yeah, ben I, think sure. I, I, I think I interrupted Ben with a question. Uh, not really. I was going to ask her, actually, the age thing kind of brings up a good point because we have... You know, in the wars, both the guys and the women's field, it seems like there's a good group of young people, Joe included, and Cooper, like you mentioned. Um, is there anything that you found, you know, recently, maybe the last few years, that you've done differently because of getting older in your training or racing? Or has it kind of just been you haven't really done anything consciously and you just kind of adjusted naturally? Yeah, I think it's more the the latter um okay. probably in 2008 i went and got my coaching certification so um that was the first time i actually even followed a plan so 2009 i think i was the strongest i had ever been and then i built on that in 2010 and i felt like that was really probably my best year um and then i, I think every year i'm like okay this is it this is it so especially after 2010 i was third overall in Schwam again, and I thought, hey, you know, that that was the best opportunity ever, and I'm happy to go out on that awesome high note, um, but I've been doing this for probably 13 years now, and I don't think I know how to quit, so I don't know that I really have, <laughs> I don't have the structure like I did maybe a few years ago. I just kind of know what I need to go out and do for training rides, roughly, and um yeah, so I guess I don't pay attention to it close enough to really know what I, you know, maybe need to adjust. I'm just happy to still be racing and, and placing respectably. So, hey, whatever, I'll take it. It's, it's fun, and um, I don't want to put too much pressure and time on myself where it becomes becomes a chore. And I think, you know, it's hard to, to not do that, and I, I try to not let that happen as much as possible so yeah it's it definitely has to be uh fun otherwise i I don't see a point in doing it i know a lot of people that go out there and it's it's their it's their job to do it you know they they uh have that mentality that if i'm not winning then they're upset and they're mad at everybody and it's like well they need to lighten up. It's a little bit more like uh, for most people, it's it's just something that they do because it's good exercise. It's fun. It's social, and uh, so you you do right. a, a good job portraying that. Um, I do I do want to uh, 
I do want to bring up a story here, though. First of all, uh, Lisa ditched me. Is this at the about banquet. losing your keys? <laughs> was, My husband warned me you were going to try to corner me in an interview about the I'm, keys I, situation. I, well, okay, so I didn't. I didn't feel you, like. Don't it, worry, Lisa. We've we've established. Uh, multiple times now that he just loses stuff so <laughs> no I, so it wasn't my fault i couldn't i couldn't ah. do i couldn't do this in a normal interview i couldn't just like corner you on a video interview but uh oh, so I anybody think you that could. i think you I could, could. and you were gonna but i did too <laughs> i i had to congratulate you too many times on your races that i forgot uh oh. that but, but uh so yeah anybody that was at lake geneva saw me after the race scouring the whole the whole hill Looking for my keys because I could not I could not find them, so I had already uh, I had already been late because I was trying to find uh, Brian to do his interview. So I'm looking all around. Turns out Lisa had them in her pocket because uh, I let her use my my bottle opener, and she just threw them in the back of her jersey pocket because we're chit chatting and whatever. So uh, so I do appreciate though Lisa your your wonderful home cooking that you gave me in, in payment. To try to make up for the hassle you went through. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was fun. I mean, I I got to I got to ride in the back of a van all the way back to Milwaukee, and uh, and then hitch another. I'd break into my house and then hitch another ride all the way back to Lake Geneva. So uh, oh. I got home at about eleven thirty that night. So find out that you yeah. <laughs> yeah, and at, like at eight o'clock in the morning after the race, I'm gonna do laundry and I'm emptying out my jersey pockets and. There's a set of keys. <laughs> like, whose are these? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. So to try to figure out why I had keys in my jersey pocket that were not mine was was a bit of a mystery. So thank you to everybody that uh, helped me out that day and trying to find my keys and giving me rides home. But it's all Lisa's fault. So oh, sorry, everybody, <laughs> for all the trouble you went through. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't I wasn't going He's made to made it seem way bigger of a deal than it than it was. No, it was I, his fault and he blamed everybody it for it. He dragged everybody into it. I you know, I, I get you know a, I get, I get a really good laugh about it. I don't I don't get mad about stuff. I, I thought it was really pretty funny when, when that happened. Because I was glad, you know, I was relieved to, to get him back. But uh I wasn't honestly I wasn't gonna bring up the story but I, I was trying to do a, an interview with Lisa at the banquet and then she left, so I was like, you know what? I got to bring up that story now. <laughs> I do have a I do have another question for you um, yeah. before we let you go here. And Todd blames you on something. Blame something else on you. Right. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you mentioned Schwamigan. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't really studied up on what you've all ridden in the you know Midwest as far as racing outside of wars. But are, do you do the Triple Crown? Are you going to be out at Iceman? What's your um, actually this. Um this year will be my first Iceman, so I'm okay. pretty excited about that. I've heard a lot of good things um, about the course. So, okay. yeah, looking forward to that. Um, usually do order shore. Um, yeah, so this is um, the only one that I haven't done for the Triple Crown. Okay, cool. And I forgot yeah. to ask Joe, too. I wonder if Joe's going to be out there, but we can we can catch up with him. But so are you? have you changed anything up, or are you just kind of – just using your fitness in the rest, you know, the end of the season, and just kind of cranking out some hard rides, and you're ready to go. Is that? Um, yeah, that's what I was trying to hold on to my fitness a little bit longer. Um, it's been mentally challenging because, um, you know, after Sheboygan, I'm used to just um, turning the switch and chilling out a little bit. Um, 
but I've had some friends who've done some training rides with me. That's, that's helped out a lot. Um, unfortunately, I got a cold that's been damper. I'm putting a damper on the training rides, but hopefully I'll be over it by this weekend and be able to race well. But, yeah, I think the fitness is probably declined a bit. So I'll just okay. go out and have fun and hope for the best. Gotcha. And you're part of that Venture 212 crew, right? Right. And so those... So the Adventure 212 crew, those guys ride all all year. Like you, you know, is it? Do they get on you at all and say, "Come on, you gotta get out," or well, you know, what, actually, is mean, it more of just your husband doing that? Um, both. Or does he know better not to do that? <laughs> it, it, it's a fine line, you know. I need that, yeah. but yet, you know, if he pushes me a little too hard, it, you know how that is. It just doesn't yeah. work out very well. Um, but I couldn't do it it without him, and he's my my support and my mainstay, so that's been been huge. Um, but really, the team is, it, it's such a fun social atmosphere that we have. Um, you know, it's just not about the racing. We have a wonderful weekend. Um, we make it a social event as well, and we have a lot of fun the whole race weekend. Um, so during the winter, we host training rides, so the whole crew will spend the night at, um, or the weekend at, we'll take turns at each other's houses and crank out some three, four-hour rides, so that we help each other, we keep each other motivated, and and Chris and Michelle do so much for us, and coordinate everything, and get us hooked up with awesome bikes, and it, yeah, to be a part of that is, is truly amazing, and I really can't say enough about everything they do for us, so we're super spoiled. Speaking of uh, of your team, uh, and and this is public knowledge, so I can I can say it now because it's Facebook official now. Uh, but I I hear that Justin Piantek is is going to be joining your crew for next season. Yeah. So that's pretty so, exciting. Uh, I mean, he's he's another one of my favorite riders to watch. He's decent. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy, and um, yeah, a couple of weekends ago we, he he hung out with us, so we're trying to get him caught up on all the inside team jokes. So I think he might have been a little overwhelmed, but yeah, he he's a little quiet, but you just yeah. get him talking. He, once he's comfortable, he's, he'll be fine. Yeah, we'll break him out of that cell pretty easy and yeah. pretty quickly, I'm sure. So, uh, Ben, I also had an update here. Uh, Joe Maloney tells me that he will not be at Iceman, okay, um, because he's going to be racing cyclocross in Cincinnati. Ah, I uh, gotcha. Well, good luck, Joe. If he's He's obviously still with me. He must be. And Lisa, I was going to ask you too. Um, do you do any cyclocross, or is that pretty much just mountain bike? And then you're done. Like you said, shut it down. It's been a couple years, but this year I have done two cyclocross races, and it's so much fun. And I kind of think I should try to train for it and see how well I can do. But you know, I'm always pretty uh, done by this time of year, so. Who knows? Okay. Maybe someday I'll make that my goal. I don't know. Okay. So I'm. So I have a question for you then. Um, I'm a, a part owner in 303cycling.com, and uh-huh. it's a Colorado-based. Uh, we do uh, Denver Boulder cycling news, um, and and one of a one of the other guys posted a poll on there, and it was asking whether cyclocross is um, more is closer to road cycling. Or mountain biking. What What do you think? What's your vote? Um, it definitely depends on the course. I've done some courses where you definitely see a little bit more of the road aspect. 
um, some courses because of the cornering and barriers, you know, more mountain bike oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really neat is, you know, the mountain bikers that maybe have the bike handling skills can clear things or maybe corner a bit better, but sometimes they lose that advantage on the open section. So it, it's really neat to see those two disciplines kind of come together and and mix it up a bit. So, yeah, I, I would say it definitely depends on the course. Gotcha. You don't happen to do PR for a living or something, do you? No. Because <laughs> it was like a perfect, uh, yeah, it was, Gave a perfect middle of the road answer on that one. So. Right, she, right. Yeah. She's been hanging out with me too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you win races. No, I'm just always curious because you know now we have this whole gravel, you know, movement. You know, gravel grind. I hate that term, but gravel grinder yeah. movement, and it's that keep that question just keeps coming up more and more. Is like, well, is this mountain biking? Is this road? And I'm curious with cyclocross too. So. I like to get people's opinions yeah. on that. that. That brings up another question that I had, too. Because, um, you know, at the at the banquet, I was talking with Abby, and I asked her about cyclocross and what she does in the winter. And, you know, she said, she, you know, she loves doing the, the cyclocross racing, but she also uh, rides uh, snow bikes in the, in the winter. Is that something you do, Lisa? I probably shouldn't say this because I think it's illegal, but I like to go out and ride the snowmobile trails by my house, so... I don't have a fat bike, so I'm sorry. What's that? I said we won't tell anybody where your Thank house you. is. So <laughs> um, it, the, the snow conditions need to be just perfect. So there's probably just a couple days where it's awesome riding, and then it's either um, ice underneath a you know a layer of snow, or it's like sand and you can't pedal your or get your bike tires to go through it. So, it, yeah, I've I've been there. I've tried that. It's very tough to get a regular mountain bike uh, rolling on, on snow. Um, right. Abby was telling me that Trek now has uh, has a new snow bike. They have a new fat bike. So, um, is that something uh, that any of your sponsorship deals would? Uh, well, Specialized has one too. They do now. Yes. Yeah, I don't yep. I don't pay attention to all that stuff yep. too much. I should check so, that out. But yeah, to have two more bikes sitting around because if I got one my husband would probably have to get one and yeah, yeah. To. <laughs> right <laughs> I don't know if there's any room in our bike room for that so it would be fun well, though it would be it would definitely allow you to ride those snowmobile trails a lot yeah so I was yeah. up just to give you an example I was up we have some land up in northern Wisconsin I'm back in Wisconsin for a while but um, I was up, had some land up in northern Wisconsin, and I took a drive up to the UP, which isn't far, like north of Ironwood, and because uh, I knew there was snow, but it was kind of melted, so I'm like pissed on it, and I drove, you know, I was just past there, and I was out on all the snowmobile trails, and I got some snow, some mud, some stuff I couldn't, you know, like you would have never been able to ride, and I was able to go out for a couple hours and cruise around on snowmobile trails. It's fantastic. Right. Yeah, and you can keep you off the trainer. Yeah, it's well, definitely well, fantastic. So. I gave that up a few years ago. So. <laughs> See that? That's uh, I think maybe that's Abby's uh, secret secret weapon in the winter. She says she cycle cross races and she snow bikes. So you know, got got that competitive edge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And she's such an awesome cross racer too. So. 
yeah, too, I, I should get out to some of the cross races and watch uh, watch you guys do that because I yeah, I've seen pictures and and everything from that. It looks like a lot of fun, but you know it's, it's so cold. fun. I got a quick hand up the last cross race I did. How can you resist you that? You got a what? A what hand up? Someone handed me a Twix. There was oh. a crazy climb, and at the top I got a Twix hand up. So nothing better than that. Oh, there's beer hand up. That's or money. Oh yeah, that might a little bit better. Chocolate beer, yeah, it's a toss-up, so. <laughs> but they had Coors Light there, so that's not quite like the Todd Nutter homebrew, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you'll, you'll have to wait another, what, eight months, before, six months or something before you get another one of those, so. Savor, savor what <laughs> I you think have. you should start doing your microbrew hand-ups, then I do all the cross races. I think when it's homebrewing, it's called nano-brewing. It's a little bit nano-brew, smaller than... Sorry. Yeah. It's a little bit smaller than microbrewing. We'll see what I can do. Sounds good. All right. Well, cool. Thank you, Lisa. And like I told Joel, too, you, you know, you're definitely welcome on or any of the Adventure 212 uh, gang. If you ever, guys ever want to get on, you're more than welcome. So Awesome. Just let us know. Sounds good. We'll have to do that. Right. We'll do a team interview sometime. <laughs> that that would be fun. fun. That would be good. <laughs> So, um, so I just wanted to point this out because I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but uh, you did finish overall third place uh, for the season. So, awesome finish! Thank uh, you. And that's that's the uh, that's where you ended up last year too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Because you had the five hundred three number plate. Yeah. Is that how it worked? <laughs> yeah, you are right. All right. All right. My uh, detective skills at work. <laughs> well, and that was kind of a, a cool thing is, you know, we were talking about Abby and Cooper definitely standing out, but in terms of third, fourth, and fifth place, I feel like Lori, Sable, Andrea Motter, and I, you know, whoever had legs that day was going to come away with the next spot, so that made racing a lot of fun there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys, fun to race you guys always, and, you, the three of you always work so well together, too, which is... Uh, which is what made a lot of the races interesting. Like I remember at Wascom uh, this year that you and Lori were all over each other the whole race. You're just back and forth. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that you were just like attacking on the climbs and trying to get that little bit of an edge, and then and then you ended up uh, holding off uh, for that that spot. And I think that was what I can't remember what you finished. Do you remember what, what that? Was that third place or was that fourth? Or Whew, that may have been for, <laughs> I want to I'm say that was for second. Wasn't it for second? It may have been. I, I don't uh, remember that what Sun, that, Was that at Sunburst? Yeah, that was at Sunburst. Uh, yeah. But I thought Cooper I thought Cooper was, was Cooper there, there too. Okay. So I don't remember. I don't know. Well, whatever. It's been a long but, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but, you know, uh, thank you again, Lisa, for, for all of the wonderful interviews you've had with me, uh, giving me all these adventures, you know, driving around the state. Trying to, Stealing your keys. Yeah, trying to get my car unlocked. And, uh, <laughs> you know, coming on, coming on Mountain Bike Radio. So we're, we're going to have to uh, try to do this again next season uh, when, once you uh, start winning some more races, and we'll, we'll try to hook up the show for you. So congratulations all right, thanks again. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Awesome thanks for being here. All right, thanks. Thank you. Bye. So I don't know if we talked about you brewing some beer. Oh, you know, it's a little, uh, it's, it's a little pastime I have, you know, I do, a, I do a lot of things 
some people some people call it you know being a renaissance man but i think it's really just from being in the midwest you know that's just what you do you know you just have all these different things that you that you do so have you made sausage yet <laughs> no i no i did it the other day did you yep is it something my, you killed uh no actually we just it was a mix of pork and chicken different sausages but something i never done and we were at my uh my in-laws, and it uh, turned out to be, I don't know, it turned out pretty well. Well, um, yeah, I've noticed the uh, the homebrewing beer is kind of a thing within uh, Wars Racers and just mountain bike racers in general. So uh, my friend John Holcomb kind of got me into that because he was bringing his homebrews to some of the races, and I thought, man, i got to do that. That's really good. So, But now Lisa and her husband have sort of uh, fallen in love with uh, – with the brews, so I, I I tend to give them uh, at least one or two every every race that we go to. So, so what do you uh, what do you all like? What styles and how long have you been doing this? I've been I've been doing that since you know maybe for the last six months or so. It's okay. It's been just this year, but uh, okay. But yeah, I was um, gonna say if you've been doing it for like five or six years, we're talking some good beer here. It's you know it's it's decent. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, but yeah, I do. I I kind of do whatever whatever anybody's asking for. I take requests. Cause mm-hmm. I, I I don't really drink that much, so so I just whatever people are like, hey, you should do this, and I'll go home and I'll be like, all right, I'll do that. So okay. you know, next year maybe over the winter I'll I'll do a few creative things and uh, see what I have for the for the race next year. So anybody listening, you can come up to me, see what I got. I, I'm more than willing to share. Hmm. That That's goes for you deal. too, Ben. <laughs> That's a good deal. Nice. Yeah, I, I anticipate being around a little bit more next summer. Um, some stuff going on and two kids and family back here. I'll probably be back with the kids a little bit more, do a little bit of racing. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, so what? Uh, is there anything? I mean, the schedule's out. You know, the WARS schedule's out for next year. You can go to wars.org, W-O-R-S dot org. And you can see the schedule. I, and I haven't looked at it yet, but I just saw it was out. Is there anything crazy different going on, or what's the scoop? Um, you know, to be honest, I, I briefly looked at it. I didn't. I didn't really look to see if there's anything crazy, uh, crazy different. But um, yeah, I mean, the next. Well, I mean, as far as this last season, and and I mean, last year, this year, and probably a good part of next year there's been a lot of focus on the wind cycling stuff. And uh, I know we've talked about it on the show. We've had the director of wind cycling on and um, you know, that's something that I think next year is going to be a lot more, uh, a, a lot more organized. Uh, this year we just had that, that cascade race, the one that uh, I was talking about with Joe where he just came back from China. So he was a little worn out, but uh, Lisa did, did really well at that race too. Um, but uh, that was the first, wind cycling, uh, you know, uh, interscholastic high school league race. And I know that next year that's going to be something that, that is going to be more prominent in, uh, in Wisconsin. Um, the, uh, the only thing really that's, uh, that's different next year is the Subaru cup is not going to be in the same location. What? <laughs> we will still have a race there at Nordic mountain. It's just, uh... gonna be called, that's going to be called the wars cup. And uh, the Subaru Cup is going to be at Cascade, which is the race uh, we were just talking about. Yeah. But re- really, anybody that's been to Cascade, 
It's very that, similar, isn't that it? That course is very similar to the Nordic Mountain uh, course. And actually, um, I don't know if they're if they have same similar or same owners or something uh, to that effect. But uh, but I know that in designing the the trail work out there, the Nordic Mountain was was kind of the model that they were that they were going for. So that's going to be something that's um, that's you know interesting and. A well, that's, a good, that's a really good change, actually, because now that it's really accessible, it's right on the freeway. Yeah, oh, it's it's really easy to get to, especially because we have a lot of racers uh, from Madison and the Milwaukee area, and and it's what like an hour up the road from Madison, maybe? It, no, it's not even that. It's like half an hour, thirty-five minutes, yeah. I think. And from Milwaukee, it it took me, I think, I don't know, two hours, maybe at the most, mm-hmm. hour hour and a half, two hours. So really. Um, very accessible. Uh, not that uh, Mount Morris wasn't, because that's you know that's kind of the center of the state, so it's it's still pretty easy to get to. But it it is going to be a bit more accessible, being so close off the highway and everything too. So uh, yeah, I think that'll be a, a good race, and they have a really good uh, expo kind of area there too. So it'll it'll uh, be a, a good hosting uh, spot for the Subaru Cup. So we'll see how it goes. Cool. But it is, you know, it is a tough course, so I think that those pros are going to have uh, have their work cut out for them next year. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard. It's mountain biking. <laughs> That's right. It's not supposed to be flat, uh, you know, gravel roads. Yeah. It's just uh, that there's a lot of switchbacks on that course, a lot of, um, you know, it's a ski hill, so that's that's sort of what you have to expect. No, looking, <laughs> forward, to, looking forward to that. That's cool. Is it going to be around the same time, or do they know it's the same uh, time as usual as the, the Subaru Cup, or not? So Subaru Cup is going to be July 12th and 13th. So, um, yeah, so basically yeah. what happened is the uh, Nordic Mountain Race gets pushed back into August, and um, the Subaru Cup is going to be, a, I think that that's right around, maybe this is like a week or two earlier than it was, but it's going to be, you know, in July again, so. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a good season next year. For the most part, the the rest of the races are, you know, the same as as what they were this year, except for that variance. First race, May fourth, Iola. If it doesn't snow like this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad when there's snow in May, but uh, but yeah. You're skiing up on the Berkey up uh, like Berkey Trail in May this year. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's uh it's oh. Wisconsin, you know. They already yeah. have snow up there too. Yeah, it melted. Oh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. all right, cool. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else people should know before you uh uh, you know, there's there go to sleep for the winter. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Carbo load all winter. Yes. That's all you got. On home brew. On home brew. Um, no, I mean there were there were some things that we didn't really talk about for the last couple of races because we just were kind of busy and, and didn't really get into all that stuff. But uh, eh, most of that stuff is uh, <laughs> slipping my memory. Yeah. So, well, basically, if you, I'm, you did some interviews, right? Some some video. I did. Yeah. So where do they go to find that? So if you go to YouTube and you go and you type in Team Wars, all one word, you're gonna find our Wars channel. Um, well, a lot of the times with the videos, if I if I remember to do it, I'll uh, load them up onto Facebook too. So if you see those interviews pop up throughout the race season, 
uh, go and click on them. And there's there's a whole bunch. I usually do anywhere from about you know six to ten different uh, interviews per race. So there's quite a bit going on, and uh, you can see you know kind of what the racers uh, felt while they were out there, what the race went like. So um, it's definitely uh, definitely a good way to to keep up on on what's going on in the series. Gives you something to do during the off season, I guess. Gotcha. And also go to wars.org for all of your wars information and Facebook. Facebook's always a good place. And I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. So once I get the page worked up, you're listening to this, just scroll down and you'll find all the links. So you can search around. So the only other thing I wanted to say is thanks to everybody for another wonderful war season. Thanks to Don. Uh, all the racers, all the sponsors, and uh, you know all of the other media contacts that I've worked with, Ben, uh, and you know Cycling News and uh, MTBRaceNews.com and and a lot of those uh, sites. So thanks to everybody, and we will see you again in May. Cool, and we'll uh, maybe what we'll do is just a quick uh, primer a couple weeks before the the Iola race, just to get people cooking. Because May, March, and April, the traffic is like people just are can't wait to get outside, basically. Right. So, um, yeah. But anyhow, cool. Thank you, Todd. A lot of hard work this season. I appreciate you know you taking the time to come on and do this and share with people and get racers to come on and talk. Hey, not, of, not a problem. So. I appreciate the socks. Oh, tell everybody how much you like the socks. They are. <laughs> They are awesome socks. I, I actually, I, I really like that you went with the tall socks. You know, the long ones. Because yeah. a lot of times when you get like free socks at a race, they're those super short ones that don't come out of your shoe. Yeah. So these are nice. You can wear them. You know, you can kind of show them off. They they come up like you can wear them with high tops if you want. <laughs> I can just see like eighty style high right. tops showing like, off. Like yeah. your Chuck Taylors, who, yeah. you know, un, untied with your yeah. Exactly. Mountain bike radio socks. I was thinking more of the puffy Reebok style. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. like the pump. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever happened to those? You should bring them back. Mountain bike shoes, the pump. You, are you listening, Reebok? <laughs> we're, we're talking to you. Yes. So. Indeed. All right. Yeah, cool. That's all I got. That's all. I all got. right. Sounds good. So everyone out there, thanks for listening. In. Stay tuned um, next spring for the next Wars Report. That's it. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mountain Bike Radio. Be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com to find a full listing of all the shows, recent episodes, archives, and you can buy some swag. T-shirts, socks, stickers, and you can become a member in which you get deals on coaching, nutrition, products, and a whole bunch of other things. So be sure to head over to mountainbikeradio.com and you'll find all the info you need. Thank you.